0: Hey, everyone. I know this isn't the typical intro that you hear, but this is Scott, and I am here with AJ. Hey, guys. <laughs> and this is a different episode. We are going to take you back. I mean, this is a blast from the past. <laughs> this was one of our first 20 episodes. I believe episode 16, is that episode correct? Episode
1: 16, yeah. And it Way was, back. Yes,
0: and it, it is on Advent, and uh, because of us traveling and because of a lot of other things, um, we're going to replay you. Uh, the original episode sixteen, uh, when we were talking about Advent, it, it, the content is awesome. Although I yeah. will say AJ, um, the sound quality—it's uh, it, it lacks <laughs> a little something. It's yeah, we have gotten better, folks. Uh, We've gotten way better. Yes, and uh, AJ knows better than anyone, so <laughs> you'll you'll hear you'll hear just a different quality. Um, but again, uh, we think that it's. We think that it's it, it's worthwhile, and the content is awesome, So and fun, too. In fact, you'll hear different voices. Some of you have joined us recently, and uh, you will hear a voice that you haven't heard probably ever or for a while, and that is Freya Galindo. Freya Galindo. Yes. Old, old friends of the pod will know. She she went through more than 50 episodes, I think, with yeah, us, uh-huh. right? yeah. yeah. And now she is serving as a missionary in Panama. More difficult for her to be a part of this podcast, uh, but you'll hear her voice, and a little preparation. This was before Chelsea was giving fun facts and she Chelsea was
1: just discovering who she who she is.
0: <laughs> she starts <laughs> the podcast very differently. So on that note, I think we're gonna be right? fun. Yeah, It'll be good. This is gonna be fun. So enjoy and you can also, by the way, you can also at any time visit all of our cash. Is that how we say it? cash. Sure. Of, of old episodes. So just subscribe on Apple podcasts or, uh, honestly stitcher anywhere you can find us. And you can also go to our website. So much good content back there. We are going through 120 episodes by this point. And, uh, there's so much good stuff. So with that said, thanks AJ for all your work on, uh, on doing this and, uh, let's listen to Advent Redux.
1: From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to The Worthless Servants Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome back to The Worthless Servants Podcast. It is good to be back. It's been a while. I'm Scott Armstrong and I have to my left, AJ Fry. Hey guys. Then over there across from me is Freya Galindo. Hi there. My lovely wife, Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. And to my
2: right, Chelsea Fry. Sup, home slice? Oh. Oh, (laughs) She's going urban. (laughs) But like 80s urban.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, I feel like that should have been on one of our urban episodes. Chelsea. The the characteristic.
3: Bad planning. (laughs) Bad planning.
0: Uh, We are not going to talk urban as much this time. We're actually going to talk something that's, uh, I I hope it's not too controversial, but in our region, uh, it's a little new, I think, for a lot of our Nazarene churches, and that's the Christian calendar and specifically Advent. Here we are in the first week of Advent, and uh, Advent has meant a lot to our family. I don't know for you all as well, but, um, but there's something that can actually be taught, I think, through Advent regarding missions. Remember that we're here to talk about being missionaries, talk about the mission field. So what does Advent have to do with missions? We'll get there. But first of all, what is Advent? Emily, I know that we have kind of some traditions as our household or our family.
2: Yeah, I can explain maybe. And I don't know, maybe asking you guys, do you guys celebrate Advent in your own homes? Like, is it something that AJ and Chelsea, you guys have created that type of rhythm? Or Freya, is it anything that you practice? No,
4: not really. No? No. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think I would fall into that same category as well before I married into the Armstrong side of the family. Like, it wasn't something that, I ever heard about it wasn't something that I even considered as a piece of like how could this or should it become a part of my Christian walk or my Christian discipline Um, but it was really important in Scott's family when he was growing up and um What we decided to do with our family is quite a few years ago, we were in a place that um, is like Christmas year round. There's a place in Michigan in the United States that uh, if you want Christmas, not even just in July, if you want Christmas in February or in October... It is there year-round. And um, when we were there, we found a, um, an Advent wreath. But we had little kids at the time. And when you think of an Advent wreath, it's usually like um, a live floral wreath or with leaves. And then you put candles in it. And so you light a candle every Sunday. And I had, I think, Elijah, my son, was maybe four. And Sydney was two at the time. And I couldn't even imagine having an open flame out, you know, as we were trying to do something. Um, so ours is just a little Velcro wreath, and you can light the candle, and I put that in air quotes every time you put the Velcro candle on top of the wreath, and now they're 14 and 12, and I've considered like creating the tradition, but with the real wreath and real candles. But now I think there's just something special about lighting the Velcro wreaths and yeah. or the Velcro candles and um, just talking about what the meaning of the four candles are and then the Christ candle that's in the middle. So our tradition is to every Sunday evening during the Sundays of Advent to sit together as a family and talk about the meanings.
0: Chelsea, you grew up Catholic, so this might be more common for you.
2: Yeah,
3: so I remember growing up, we like— had the advent wreath in the in the church building, but I had absolutely no clue what it was, and they were all different colors, and I just thought that was so fun, because I was yeah. like, why don't you like the pink one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? That's the coolest one. So, um, as I've gotten older, I've learned that the, like, excitement of the buildup of Christmas, like, of this, of the Christ coming, like, mm-hmm. that is something to be celebrated, and, and um, I wish that it would have been explained that a little bit younger.
2: Yeah.
3: But I do really value it. It's
2: mm-hmm.
3: It builds up my, my anticipation.
0: So you, it sounds like it was a tradition, mm-hmm. um, a, a ritual, uh, but really it's become more significant or meaningful in the l- last five to ten years yeah. of your life.
3: Yeah, since I've left the Catholic Church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of ironic. Yes, right? ironic. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> That's true. Well, um, let's let's get into that. You mentioned the the waiting, the expectation. Um, Emily, you even said what each of the candles mean. What are those candles? What what do they are represent? you going
2: to put me on the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is where it's usually what we test the kids in every year is to see if they can remember <laughs> what all the candles are. <laughs> we have it written on a piece of paper so we don't uh, forget. So I I am going to try and remember off the top of my head. One is hope. One is love. One is peace yep. and one is joy. Good. And I don't know that it's necessarily in that order, but then the Christ candle is the white candle. Yeah. And Do you know it. what colors they are? There are three purple and one pink, and even that is kind of, it's Mm -hmm. interesting. It depends who you listen to as to what order the four are, um, even as to what color one of them is. Um, So what we practice in our home is the pink one is the joy candle, because it's what switches from the expectation to, like, we start practicing a week of joy as Christ is coming into the world. Um, So that's what our personal family is. But I have looked at a lot of things, and it kind of seems like it depends on the person who's writing the blog or the book as to, like, what color goes with what. And I'm sure there's probably some Catholic um, tradition and heritage that probably should go back into it as well, but I'm not aware of what those are,
0: personally. So is this is this just Catholic? Or, like, does it have something to offer us?
4: I thought that it was Catholic. <laughs> when you like were growing up. Years, yeah, a few years ago, I was like, I didn't know that as Christians we can practice that. Mm-hmm. Like, or, because, like, I have, uh, well, a big part of my family is Catholic. So, um, I've, I've seen how they, like, practice that, you know. But as Christians, we've never done that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, in my local church, or I don't know anyone that, that does that. Like, as a Christian, so, to me, it's, like, new, very new, mm-hmm. you know. But then, uh, a few years ago, I read something in the blog. <laughs> and what um, blog is that? Oh yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> Transform the Well, now we have it in in English, but mm. back and it was just in Spanish. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, when Reagan was but a wee little less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, when we used things such as "What's up, Homestead?" <laughs> right. 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 Very relevant.
4: Yeah. So so now. I know that uh, as Christians we can we can practice, and we should practice it mm-hmm. I should.
0: yeah i I, w- I write about this every year I, I write mm-hmm. different reflections uh, and put them in our blog and um, I, I really believe in it, and it's one of those things when we talk about missions, really my first few years in Latin America or in what we now referred to as the Mesoamerica region here in the Caribbean and and Central America and Mexico, uh, I wondered, well, this isn't a part of the evangelical church here, so should I adapt? Should I just say, that shouldn't be a part of me either? That's something that I should not reject, but uh, be willing to let go, you know? And I really kind of thought about that for two or three years. I wasn't writing at all at that time. But I couldn't let it go because I believe in it so much and it really means a lot to me. And so what I started to do is write about that. And I think increasingly, others, not everyone, but others, uh, although I've gotten some criticism, uh, (laughs) some weird looks, um, and even comments, um, you know, I think some people have started to appreciate Mm -hmm. Advent.
2: Do you think it's maybe a generational thing? Do you think that maybe the younger, Generation of maybe teenagers, young adults would be easier to embrace, like the Christian calendar and some of the rhythms like we associated with Catholic Church mm-hmm. because it's Christian calendar. Well, newsflash: we all came from the Catholic yes. Church, even mm-hmm. if we're part of the Protestant Church. Um, so that's why it's you know a piece of of how it's associated with that. Um, but to me, it seems like maybe we're in a in a new. I don't know, like a a different, we're moving into a different space where maybe even in Latin America, young people are wanting to be more into the, some of the rituals of the church Mm. and understanding more of the rhythms of the Christian church. But like, that's from my perspective. I don't know if you guys see that at all in your own realms.
1: I think if it's explained well, like Mm -hmm. to, to the younger people, then they're more willing to accept it and to embrace it and to, Mm -hmm. to jump into that. But I think, when I was growing up, that's what we did in church, and I didn't really know why, <laughs> kind of like Chelsea. And so it just seemed like this old thing that people did, and I didn't understand, I didn't get it. So in my teenage and and early 20s, I was like, this isn't really that important to me. Yeah. But now that, uh, now that we've started to um, look into that deeper and, and practice that a little bit more um, and actually know what it means, mm-hmm. then it has more meaning, I mm-hmm. guess. And I think for the younger
0: generation that's... That's the same, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Your question makes me think. I, I hadn't thought of it, but even in postmodernism, there's a priority placed on experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and community, and it's not just rational thinking. And there's there's a part of like lighting a candle and um, <laughs> talking about concepts that relate to a certain color of a candle and things that. That is not modern at all. That sounds weird if you just think of it in a rational sense. But if you do think of it, even as I say think of it, but if you do experience experience it in a different way, I think that it it may appeal more to Mm -hmm. postmodern youth or, or this generation. So maybe the question should be, at this stage, what does Advent have to offer us? What are some of the reasons that we should care about
2: this? Well, I think part of the reason that we should care about Advent is it is something very tangible that connects us to church history. Um, It's something that we participate in today that has been participated in for centuries. Uh, It connects us to God's story in a very different way. Um, And I know that I have grown to love Advent and growing up, I would have the same testimony as you guys of like I saw it and in our congregation it seemed like they always asked a family to come up and they read one little thing off of a piece of paper and they lit the the candle but it was so easy to tune out and zone out that it was like okay well they checked it off the list of what's going on in the service order like it didn't really mean anything it's just what you did at Christmas time. Um, And so now that it's a part of our family, I love challenging my kids and even um, ourselves as the adults and the parents to the to the experience of waiting. Because I think there's so much um, in our lives that is like instant gratification Mm -hmm. that we need it right now. And there's just not much in our lives that um, helps us to practice patience and uh, to have an expectant waiting. And that's what Advent is for us as Christians Mm -hmm. is to get to a place of really trying to understand like the people of God at that point in time were desperate for a Messiah. Like they were under oppression and we talk about that every year with our kids as we pull out the Advent wreath, you know, like, can you imagine living in a place? We talk about persecuted church. We talk about, you know, of being in a time, and we're in a time and age right now where you see a lot of people on social media of like, you know, come Lord Jesus, come, you know, have mercy on this world. Mm -hmm. That's the way that the people were feeling when Jesus was coming, but they didn't know he was coming. Mm -hmm. And so now we're on the other side of that story. And we know that he came. And so to relive that history and that experience is... And really important part of Christian experience for me. And it's something that I've really come to love and and to cherish as a piece of um, Christian uh, Christmas, I should say, Christian Christmas celebration and Christian Christmas tradition. And it's something that we really appreciate in our home. Yeah, I think also
1: it helps, like, develop a rhythm, not just observing Advent, but um, the other events on the Christian calendar helps Mm -hmm. to develop this rhythm um, as Christians, as disciples of Christ, um, to be more intentional, to be more aware of, of um, who we worship and why yeah. and um, I think especially for for us as as missionaries it's easy to get focused on um, the ministry, like what we're doing and so you get so focused on what you're doing day to day that you almost forget to take care of your own self spiritually, you know what? Yeah. a
2: missionary? yeah <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: say it's not true. right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think practicing what's going on in the Christian calendar helps us to kind of take a step back and and refocus on why are we doing this ministry? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of this? Mm
0: -hmm. That's really good. I was thinking, you know, missions, ministry, but really life. I mean, as we talk about life in general can just be so hectic and around this time, especially. And It can be stress-inducing. It can be unpredictable. It's pretty important to have a rhythm spiritually, really, in our lives to help us point to something, point to uh, a North Star. Uh, um, In that issue, Emily, you mentioned, I think Chelsea as well, mentioned just waiting. We're not good at that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Waiting in our culture, we do want the instant gratification. So have there been times where we have had a vision, had a desire, been working hard, but we haven't seen it come to fruition?
3: For me, the thing that comes to mind is our residency process. Um, We were under the impression that this is going to be super easy, super fast. We were going to get it all done. Um, The first month we were in the country, but we quickly learned that that process was going to take A lot more time (laughs) and a lot more work than we were expecting, Mm -hmm. but, um, slowly but surely, like we'd get one thing accomplished and then they'd tell us we got to do five more things. And so slowly but surely we kept getting things accomplished and got it all taken care of. And then, um, we finally got it. <laughs> I haven't seen
0: the actual card. Oh, I?
3: you don't want to. They <laughs> wouldn't yeah, let you yeah. smile.
0: Freya got her residency, and she actually wouldn't let us see the, the, yeah. the photo. They,
3: so they won't That's let it. you yeah. smile on it? Yeah. But I tried to sneak in a smile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it became like a conniving. So it's like I look
3: evil. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like I'm going to plan something. Bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scott's looks like that. He, <laughs> like yeah. he took like one, it, one year <laughs> that he was like, I look like a mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the grinch yeah. like you know oh. his
3: little curly smile the time, like
0: Ooh. Well, i got you that's thematic that's, that's that's perfect for today
3: yeah so so but after all of that like my my anticipation to the day that we were gonna get it in our hand like had grown and grown and grown and i kept thinking it was like the the next day but it wasn't it, so my patience really grew and by the end of it i mean the other day we were there to get it, and I just sat there and just waited and waited. And actually, the lady at the at the caja, the like desk, she was like, "You've been waiting a really long time." Like yeah. she was,
1: like, at that point, she
3: you. was saying that I had waited too long. Right. So it just increases our my
2: patience, but it also like made me very thankful for the end product. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think a piece of that, like one of the candles of Advent, is hope. And one of the things that is very easy to lose when you're in a waiting process is hope. Mm -hmm. And so not just as missionary, but specifically as missionary, like I've got quite a list of people that I am praying for their salvation Mm -hmm. every (laughs) single day. And some of those people have been on the list and I pray a lot for those people for three years Five years, you know, there's people that maybe 10 years have been praying. Yeah. And so like that restoring hope all the time, mm-hmm. even when you're just waiting, like I still have hope that God is God and yeah. that God, when the minute that they reach out to him, that God's going to reach down and say, yep, I've just been waiting, you know, and, and so I think that the the combination of hope with waiting Mm -hmm. um is is so important because when you're waiting a really long time that hope starts to get like i don't even know why we're doing this Mm -hmm. and i think you know that's where satan tries to get in on missionary specifically of like you were called to this a year ago or two years ago and it's not worked out the way Mm -hmm. that just give up you know like it's easy to give up in missions it's really easy there's a lot of things that could take your focus away Mm -hmm. um But maintaining that hope and and not letting something, quote unquote, dumb like a residency process be like, oh, maybe we weren't supposed to be here, you know, Mm -hmm. like really understanding that there is hope in the midst of waiting. And I think Advent helps us remember those lessons.
3: Yeah. Or even like a teen or a pastor or a layperson in a church like. Like, I have been working so hard to make this congregation better yeah. <laughs> or to improve this discipleship process or something. Like, nobody in the congregation is catching the vision. Like, mm-hmm. even, I mean, that, if you're trying to move your your local congregation into something bigger than yeah. itself and you keep hitting that wall over and over again, you're so right. Yeah. Hope is the first thing that's like, unless it's. This is dumb. I'm
0: right. done. Well, our ministry is Genesis, and
3: yeah.
0: we kind of have as a goal to see a new beginning in every one of our huge cities in Mesoamerica. Mm-hmm. That's, That's hundred, 182, a <laughs> 182 cities in uh, that with over a hundred thousand people in our region, and some of them, like. You think of the crime. We've talked about this before. Freya, I know, like, there are times I get up. I don't know about you. You guys are more holy than I am, I guess. But, <laughs> but I get up and I am frustrated because I haven't seen any difference. Hmm. We've sent out missionaries. We've prayed. We've mobilized through workshops. We've done so many things. And sometimes I wonder, is being a missionary really, is being a Christian by nature, does it mean being hopeful, optimistic?
4: Well, I think uh, the answer is yes. And I used to be a very negative person. I need to admit that. (laughs) But I learned that we we have this hope and this assurance that God is coming, that Christ is coming back. And that's what the Bible says, and it's pretty clear. And... We that's our hope, Mm -hmm. and we believe that, Mm -hmm. and so that should be like our motivation every day. That should be like, I think we need to be optimistic. And I'm, um, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about the attitude of our hearts and the attitude of our spirit because sometimes we feel sad, sometimes we feel like, oh, this, this didn't work out, or um, we are not seeing the fruit of what we, um. We've been working on, our but uh, at the end of the day, we need to think that our hope is not in the things unseen, hmm. but in the in the eternal things. Oh, and yeah. um, I love the this uh, verse in Second Corinthians that says it's Second Corinthians uh, chapter four eighteen, and it says, "So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what." what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal mm. so i think every day we have the choice mm. and do you want to live um, by your circumstances or by what you can see or do you want to live by what is unseen and what is eternal mm-hmm. and that's god god's presence and it's god's presence is not just when it's um a special uh, holiday or when we have advent or when we have christmas or when we have lent or, or holy just week in church service. Yeah, yeah god's presence is with us and is mm-hmm. like in us yeah. so mm-hmm. i think that's our hope and so that i think that's
2: that's why we need to be optimistic mm-hmm. and i think important for this podcast specifically as members of the church of the nazarene like That is what we preach. We are optimistic gospel preachers, and Mm -hmm. um, it's a piece of our denomination, and it's something that, because I've grown up in the Church of the Nazarene, um, I didn't realize was not necessarily like special and unique to us, but it is something that characterizes us that maybe not every Christian has that optimistic outlook Mm -hmm. that maybe it I I heard somebody just a couple years ago say you know God's story doesn't start with sin it Mm -hmm. starts with God in the garden in creation but so often we start the story with sin entered the world and (laughs) then but like that's not where it starts it starts with perfection of God's creating a perfection Mm -hmm. and um and I embrace that, and I love that, and I love that in the Church of the Nazarene, we brace an optimistic theology, and just like mm-hmm. you said, like, we serve a God that has the plan, mm-hmm. and he's invited us to be a part of that plan, and so because he's a hopeful God, we're a hopeful people, mm-hmm. and uh, it, we could wait 47 years, mm-hmm. and we've got Abraham as one of our biggest faith mm-hmm. uh, parents, and he never saw the promise come true. He saw a son be yeah. born, but he didn't mm-hmm. enter into a promised land. He didn't see the nations being blessed, but he was recognized for his faith and his hope. So, I think those are important things and and I, that's one thing I love about being a part of the Church of the Nazarene mm-hmm. is that we are hopeful.
0: Wow, very eloquently stated by both of you. Thank you. This is we're here. This is the season. Uh, it's a season of joy. It's a season of of hope and love and Uh, We will get to Christmas, but let's not get there yet. Um, We still have a waiting, uh, a time to be expectant, optimistic. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't just be during this time, but it should be in all that we do. kind of transitioning, uh, anyone listening to this would like to leave any comments or if they would like to touch bases with us. Emily, where can they get a hold of us?
2: Yeah, we'd love to connect with you on Facebook is where we have the biggest interaction. And you can find us at Worthless Servants Podcast. Look for all three of those words. And um, we'd also love to connect with you online at www.mesoamericagenesis.org. Um, so if you have any questions or comments or if you don't agree with anything that we've said, <laughs> In this episode about Advent, Bring it. we would love to hear your comments and we would love to engage in conversation. We're not here to debate or to, uh, to argue, but we definitely do welcome conversation and uh, we would love to engage with you in those platforms.
0: So in our next episode, we'll actually be talking about incarnation and really focused more specifically on Christmas. Uh, but for now, we are the worthless servants. This has been good. Thank you, guys. I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm A.J. Fry.
3: I'm Freya Galindo. I'm Emily Armstrong. And I'm Chelsea Fry.
0: We'll talk with you next time.
1: For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.